Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Welcome. It's good to have you once again. It is we Father Anthony Tinker with Father Peter Teresa. We're in the third week of Lent. Can you believe it? We're uh, we're coming up on the halfway post, aren't we? What we're are moving. We're yeah, moving. We're almost. We're doing it. We're it's, really uh, doing it. We, <laughs> it's one of those times like you kind of dread it when it's coming up, but then it starts happening, and you say, you know what? Things are going. I like it. This things things are moving. Things are grooving. It's yeah. actually going sometimes a little too quick. I'd like it to. Slow I know. Down a little bit. Life has that power just to keep moving. Um. Uh, do you mind saying a little prayer for us to get us started? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we do thank you and praise you for this sacred time, this sacred season of Lent. Uh, Lord, we ask that uh, you would look kindly and favorably upon all of our penances, all of our sacrifices, all of our prayers, Lord. Just um, Lord, just not 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 look on on maybe how well we execute them, but but the intention of our heart, Lord, that that we do it out of love for you to draw closer to you this season, uh, Lord. That uh, any ways in which maybe we are struggling with our penances or have fallen away, that you just give us the grace to to just step back into that, so that we might uh, approach uh, Easter and your sacred mysteries um, with with hearts that are are full and and ready uh, for you. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Peter Teresa. We are going to talk about probably the most famous parable in the scriptures, the prodigal son. Amen. Yeah, let's do it. So appropriate for Lent. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I, so we're just going to get right into it. Obviously, it's we only have half an hour, so I think we just got to run right in. We're just going to... I'm going to start reading a little section. We're going to have a chance to talk, talk about it, okay? I'm, I'm excited for this. All right, so we are in Luke chapter 15, uh, verse 11 to 32. I'm reading from the English Standard Version of the Scriptures. I have, uh, I have Brother Xavier's RSV in front of me right now, so thank, thank you, Brother, you, Brother Xavier. Xavier. And he said, There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. We'll stop there. We'll pause um, before going on in the next section. Yeah. Um, Jesus is in the middle of, of, of giving a group of parables. Yes. Um, and, and this is kind of the, the culmination of this this God reaching out, right? It's just like there was a lost coin, you know, a lost uh, sheep. A lost sheep. Yep. He's reaching out. The father's yep. reaching out. We've got this lost son right now. Right. Um, so a man has two sons, and the younger sons come and says, "Give me the share of property." Yeah. What he's actually saying is, "Father, you're dead to me." Because right. when do you get the proper share of property? When your father passes. When you get your inheritance. So yeah. saying, "I want it to be in my." It is as if you're dead to me. Right. Give me my, my share now. Give me my property now. Because I, I, I want to live as if you're dead. And that's what he does. He goes and he lives. A life apart from his father. He leaves yeah. his father's home. He, he abandons his father. He forgets about his father. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's unbelievable the father would even do it. <laughs> that the father would give him his inheritance, um, knowing that what he's probably going to do with it, um, knowing that he's going to spend it on, on dissolute, uh, loose living. Uh, and... And, and and this whole parable, you know, is, is really a window into the father's heart. But 
But for me, it just shows how unafraid the Father is of our free will and of, and of what we are capable of doing with it uh, and the things that we have done and do do with our free will, that um, he, he's not afraid. He's not afraid of our sins. He's not afraid of the things that we can do and the evil that we can commit in deed or thought or in word and that, um, and that he gives his son his inheritance and, and gives him, um, you know, we wish that like, Father, don't do that, you know, um, but he'll never take that freedom away from us. Um, and so it is, um, it is unbelievable to me just how, um, how unafraid God is of my freedom and our freedom. And people often will say, you know, and this is the Psalms. I love the Psalms so yeah. much. Like, why do the wicked prosper? Yeah. Why does God allow these bad things to happen? Yeah. Why is it? It's not that he wanted it. He didn't want the younger son to leave. He didn't mm-hmm. want the younger son to take all the property. He didn't want it to all be wasted. He knew how sad the son was going to be. He knew yeah. all the all the the disappointment. He, knew, he saw everything. But but he loved the son so much yeah. that he willingly gave his inheritance. He willingly gave uh, he gave his son Jesus. On the cross yeah. for our sins. I mean, he's given everything. Yes. And and he's asking, will you accept it? Will you receive it? Are you going to waste it? Are you going to waste what I've given on the cross? A, we're reflecting on this in Lent. Yeah. Are you going to waste it or are you going to yeah. respond to it? Are you going to respond to an invitation? And oftentimes we take that inheritance, what we receive, our faith, our baptism, our Christianity, and we waste it. Yeah. We squander it. And instead of living for God, living for heaven, we live yeah. for the things of this world. Yeah. Yeah, our God-given talents, our abilities, you know, our intelligence, um, all of these things, we we so often use them for our own gain, um, for our own profit, for our own pleasure, um, instead of putting them at service of of God's kingdom and, and for his glory, but but for our own glory, you know, for our own pleasure, and, and we become um, so easily turned in on ourselves, like the sun. Uh, we, this son. His story is, is very much our story. And, and so it says he squandered the property on reckless living. Yeah. Right. Prostitutes, drinking parties, yeah. reckless living. Um, and then he spends everything. And here's the, the interesting part of the parable is when he has spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country and he began to be in need mm-hmm. suffering. Suffering shows up. Yeah. Right. That when he had all the money, all the property, he was trying to, he was even trying to avoid suffering. Right, he, he's, he's trying to just, I'm going to run away from my suffering. I'm going to run away from the pain. I'm going to run away from the father relationship. I'm going to run away from my older brother. I'm going to go. I'm going to spend my money. I'm going to find, quote unquote, happiness. Right. And then in the midst of that, the famine comes. He's, yeah. he's spent it all. There's nothing of the world that he can offer. And we run out. Maybe we don't run out of money, but we run out of the appeal. The world, the world loses its appeal real quick. Yeah. And, and when you've tried the pleasure, you've tried the, the, the greatest of the foods, you know, the, the fame, greatest, the security, the, fame, the wealth, the move, you know, watching a bunch of Netflix <laughs> and you're just empty inside and then suffering starts coming and you have to encounter the suffering and face the suffering of want of need. It's the cross mm-hmm. and God oftentimes, and, and people think suffering is just pure evil, right? Suffering is not evil. Why? Because the cross is suffering. And if suffering was evil then the cross is evil, and we know that's not true. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean God wants suffering, but he will use suffering yeah. to turn us down. And so what happens? God uses suffering. Yeah. And the son, he spent everything and the famine comes. It does. It, it kind of can shift our perspective on, um, you know, 
we know how this parable ends. And so, you know, we can look and, and say and say, well, thanks be to God for that famine. Um, and, and instead of seeing something that is, you know, um, typically, you know, a horrible thing to happen, but, but God is, is using it for uh, a greater good. Um, and then in the midst of that, so they're Jews. So to be uh, encounter swine to work with swine right. was unclean. Yeah, and so he's even working in an unclean job. Yeah, right. He's in a foreign country. He doesn't know anybody. He hires himself out, right, to try and uh, feed himself. And he's feeding the pigs, and so hungry he wants to eat what the pigs are eating. Right. <laughs> this is unclean. This is I'm working with with these dirty animals. Yeah. Um. I'm so pigs hungry. Pigs eat anything. And pigs eat anything. It's it's showing his desperation, right? And, and if you and this is a really beautiful aspect of the parable. If if you're seeking after the pleasures of this world, you will get so deprived because they'll never satisfy. That 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 will you if you let the famine, the suffering hit, you'll just seek whatever the 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 worst of the pleasures, yeah. the the least of them, to try and satisfy you because you're so desperate. Yeah. Um. And, and you see people, unfortunately, and uh, through their addictions, through their seeking of pleasure, et cetera, they they become really depraved and they, and they turn to the uh, the the w- wicked wicked things. Because they're seeking after the swine, the, the, the feed of swine to yeah. satisfy. Yeah. St. Thomas Aquinas says that sin darkens the intellect. Uh, and that's basically just a fancy way of saying sin makes you dumb. Um, <laughs> and so when we sin, um, that we are, our minds become darkened and, and we actually don't know what is good for us. Uh, and then we can begin to compound uh, our bad decisions, and then we do begin to chase uh, things that ultimately will not satisfy us um, because because our, our sin has has taken our eyes off of the Father, um, has, has taken our eyes off of, of God, um, and that, you know, the, the Son just keeps going from one bad decision to the next. I mean, you know, we pick up the story right where he's asking his father for his inheritance, but like, how do you get to that point in the first place where you want your father to be dead? Um, and then he goes from that to, to the loose living to, uh, to then, you know, um, living with pigs. And it's just this rapid, rapid, rapid decline. And, and that's what sin does. That, that sin pulls us into um, just the, the worst parts of, yeah. of humanity. Let's pick up verse 17. But when he had come to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. He came to himself. Yeah. He came to himself. And there's grace-filled moments in the midst of our difficulty. I know for myself, and now I was... Um, having a college life, wasn't really thinking about, I went to church, but wasn't really thinking about a vocation, uh, a life working for God, uh, serving the Lord. And all of a sudden there's a grace-filled moment when I retreat. And, and there's oftentimes these grace-filled, like just brief moments of clarity. And we have to respond to these invitations of grace because we can reject them. 
Yeah. There's certain many times in my life where I've rejected invitations <laughs> to grace. But how beautiful. He came to himself. And there's a moment of clarity. In the midst of you said, like, the, your, your intellect is darkened. You know, sin has darkened his intellect. He's made bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. He's hit rock bottom. And the beautiful father, Philip Scott, my spiritual director, says, um, the harder a, a ball hits the ground, the higher it can fly. <laughs> right? So he's hit rock bottom. He's hit it fast. Yep. Right? And the question is, is he going to respond? Is he going to bounce back? Yeah. And, and he comes to and says, listen, my father's servants yeah. are, are living better than I am right now. I've got to go back to the father's house. I, you, you know, the, the parable begins to, to shift here from the, the action of the son to then the action of the father. And, um, you know, the son begins to do this thing and, and we all do it where, okay, he's got his speech. Uh, he's practiced it. He's rehearsing it. And okay, um, this is a, I'm gonna go and 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 just say I'm sorry. And 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 he begins to give his little speech of repentance. Um, and the father, it doesn't even. It's not even important to. Him. Um, I mean, it's, it's obviously tremendously important in one respect, but like the father doesn't even let him finish. Um, that the father is so overcome and 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 so overwhelmed um, with love for his son that. Um, that he immediately just embraces him um, and just wants to 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 pour out his gifts upon him, and that you know it, it says that while he was still afar off, um, that he was seen by the father, um, and that you know we can imagine that the father was looking out for him every single day. Um, every day he would go out and see if his son was returning, um, and as soon as he does, just the father is is so overcome with love for his son that um, that it doesn't matter what his son has been up to. It doesn't matter what, what sins he's committed. It doesn't matter if he's squandered the entire inheritance. He just wants his son back. And in this time and place, a man of this stature would not run. Right. So, uh, you know, we run for exercise now. Like we run with, you know, this didn't happen back then. Like yeah. servants ran. If he needed a message sent, he would send a servant, right? He was a man of dignity, mm-hmm. especially with his robes on. Like he... He does not run. His servants have probably never seen him run. And so all of a sudden they see the father take off. Then the master of the house yeah. do something that masters do not do. Right. Run like a servant on, <laughs> on a task from the master to give yeah. a message. And, and, um, and how, obviously you see their servants right next to him. They're probably running after like, what's going on? Like, this is a really big deal. Yeah. What's happening? What is going on? Right, because the, and the father's like, I don't care what they think about me. I don't care what the servants think about. I don't care all these. I have all this dignity. It doesn't matter. I, I, he'll lose his dignity. That's what he did. He becomes a man. Yeah, God becomes a man. Like yeah. enters our humanity and takes our Leaves sin upon behind. his shoulders, though he does not sin himself, and and, and has the dign- the 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 cross, the crucifix. I mean, scourged body, crown of thorns. You know, no dignity did he. You know, when we yeah. when we beheld him. Yeah. Um. That he he emptied himself. For our sake. And, and so the father is like, I don't care what people think about me. Mm-hmm. My son, my son, I'm going after him. And, and, and that, isn't that so beautiful for us? Because so many people are like, God can never forgive. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. well, after what I've done, God can never take me back. And, the, and God's like, I don't care what people think. Mm-hmm. Like, I will come and enter you in your place, in your house, you know, and you, you got drug dealers in your house. I'm going to, I'll come enter into that place. You know, you've got, you know, you're in the middle of a bad situation. You live in a frat house and there's bad stuff going on. Yeah. You know, parties every night. I will come and touch you in that place. I will come and touch you anyway. If, if, if you'll let me, if you'll open yourself up, if, if you'll make it. But the son had to make the decision. We talked about he, there's an invitation to grace. 
He comes to, he understands. And then he arose. He went back to the father's house. He returned to the place, to, the, to, the, to where he knew he was going to encounter God again. The place of the father. And the father, the cozy meets him with great compassion, great love. He put the robe on him. You're right? yeah. He's like, you're not going to be a servant. You're a son. Yeah. You're coming back in. Yeah. Let's have a party. The he who has been lost has been found. St. John tells us in his letters that, um, that, that fear has nothing to do with love um, because fear has to do with punishment. And, and so often I think we approach God and, and the Father in particular as from a place of fear because we are afraid of being punished for our sins because we know that we sin uh, and we know that we don't deserve um, the good things to, to be loved. Um, but, but this parable is so beautiful because it shows the heart of the Father, that the heart of the Father is not to punish us, is not to punish us for our sins, um, that we have nothing to be afraid of, that, um, that the incredible goodness uh, and the incredible mercy and the incredible love that this Father shows for his Son, that, um, that, that punishment is the farthest thing from his mind. Um, it's almost as if like the father is tripping over himself to like give gifts to his son. It's like, just, just get the robe, just, just get the ring. Like, where's the fatted calf slaughter? Like we have to have a party. Like he, he's, um, he is just so overcome by love for his son. And, and I think that's just really, really powerful for us to meditate upon, um, this scene and, and to put ourselves in it. Um, and to see the father put a robe on us. And to see the Father put a ring on our hand. Um, and to see the Father throw a party for us. Um, you know, I mean, who throws a party for, for, for anyone? I mean, we, we might have a birthday party, but like... Um, hey, you just spent half my money? Yeah. I'm, You're back? Let's, let's, have have, let's have a party. <laughs> and, uh, and so just that, that, that the Father's heart is one of of joy, of celebration. It's not, um, it's not dour. It's not dark. It's not, um, begrudging. It's not, um, punishment. It's not anger, um, that the father's heart is so filled with love and mercy and joy that, that the father really does want to celebrate you. Um, that the father really does want to throw a party for you. Um, that heaven wants to sing and dance, um, over you. Um, and that is like way, way too much. It's overwhelming. Like, no, 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 I, I don't deserve that at all. And, and you know, the father's like, I, I don't have time for your speech. I don't have time for why <laughs> you don't. excuses, yeah. And uh, no, like, I love you and I'm about to throw a party for you. Um, and and receiving that, I think, is is kind of the the trick of being a Christian is letting the father love us this generous. More joy in heaven over one Amen. who has repented yeah. and over the 99 and no need of repentance. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, in, in this time of culture, there's no like driver's license to identify yourself. Rings hmm. um, in the upper class were how you were identified. Oh, so you'd have a ring that had would have a, a seal or a symbol, which ident would could be identified by servants, by lenders, etc. Uh, this is uh, this is my son. This he belong. He like wow. not. And so when he puts the ring back on the on the finger, he's like re-owning him. Mm. Like you are not not like the same identifying way, him, but re-identifying yeah. him as a part of the household. Yeah. Like this is my son. Yeah. He wears. He, he wears belongs a ring. to me. This is yeah. He still has yeah. my last name. Yeah, that's beautiful. And now verse twenty-five. 
Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But with this son of yours, but when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad. For this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. So now we come into the, the older son. Right, there's three main characters. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we, we think so much about this beautiful reunion, we forget yeah. about this other character. Yeah. Who's who's God's trying to teach there's a there's a third part to the parable for a reason. Yeah. Because God's trying to teach us about the older brother. Um, who he's been with the father the whole time. He's worked in the fields. He didn't disown his father. He didn't ask for the inheritance early. He's the older son, right? He has yeah. like a full right to it. Yeah. And 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 all of a sudden his younger brother who took half of the inheritance, ran off, squandered it, is back. And the older brother is not happy about yeah. it. He's like, well, well, I didn't even get a, a fatted calf with my friends. And yet this prodigal has returned and you're celebrating this? And he doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. But why? Because he, he doesn't get the father's love. He doesn't get the father's yeah. mercy because his heart is focused on the, the, the stuff, on the property, on, on, on the justice. So, so it's, God is just and merciful. Mm-hmm. And we have to bounce both. And it's good that he's both, right? Because Amen, we, yeah. we need him to be just. Yeah. Because um, his justice, right, doesn't stand for things like abortion. Yeah. And be like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like, no, no, this is, we're killing children in the womb is bad. Yeah. And there will be justice um, because the father's heart cannot stand murder. At the same time, there's great mercy. Even for those, I mean, with the bad as abortion is, if you come for mercy, you'll receive mercy. Because yeah. he wants to be merciful. Right? And for those who ask for mercy, he will always be merciful. And the older son, he's, he's stuck in the justice. He's stuck in the, I'm not going to forgive. And how often do we, I'm not going to, I will never forgive that person. Yeah. Right? I will not, that person hurt me, that person wronged me, that person did that to me. And the father's reaching out to the other sons of us, those of us who maybe need to forgive somebody today and saying, we've got to forgive. Yeah. We've got to let go because I want to forgive this person. The father, the person who hurts you, God wants to forgive that person. The person who wronged you, God wants to have mercy on that person. And it should be our prayer that this person come to know God, that they ask for forgiveness and they reconcile themselves with God and the church. That is our victory over them. Yeah. Not, not that they get punished for what they've done, mm-hmm. but, they, the, but they, that they come to know God and they never do it again. Yeah. No, I meant to that. And you know, the, the older son is, is not, he doesn't get the father. He's not, he doesn't see him as a father um, where, where everything that belongs to the father is also his, but, but he is, he's acting like a servant uh, where he has to um, earn the things that are his dad's uh, where, where all of that is already his. It's already his. Um, and it's the same with us that, um, that as sons and daughters of our heavenly father, that, that all that is the father's already is ours, that all of the treasures of heaven are already ours, um, that, that we don't have to earn them, we don't have to strive after them, um, but that we just receive, um, that, and that we trust that our father is, is generous, that is loving, is kind, and, 
And so there are these kind of two examples of, of, of how not to be a son, you know what I mean? To wish that your father is dead and ask for the inheritance or to just treat him like uh, a master and not actually as a father. And so, you know, this Lenten season, it's good for us to reflect upon this parable of repentance and and to then really prepare our hearts to to just receive the father's love. He was dead and now he's alive. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, he was dead. He was going to hell. Yeah. Like his soul, this prodigal son, his soul was on the path to eternal damnation. And the father rejoices because he's asked for mercy. Yeah. He's come to the confession. We talked about confession the past two weeks. Yeah, yeah. He's repented. He's come to the father's house. And, and, and the father's filled with joy because this son has come back. Like someone who was on the path to hell yeah. has come back on the path of life. And of course, the older brother couldn't see that. All he could think about was himself. It's a call for us to get out of selfishness. And the father does say, everything I have is yours. Listen, he took his inheritance. And really, really, everything I have is yours. Mm-hmm. You have all of the inheritance. Yeah. It all belongs to you. Yeah. Right? But if you want to be, you know, you got to imitate the heart of the father. And the heart of the father loves his children. Yeah. So don't, don't be like, I've got the church. I've got, you know, the Eucharist. I've got all this and everybody else, you know, uh, I don't care about them. I don't need them. No, no, no. The father, the father is one who reaches out. The father is one who t- he was so, who's been so overcome by love. Yeah, that love just exudes from it. So everywhere we yeah. go, we've got to exude love. Yeah, which is every, so. Um, Father Phil Scott's giving a mission in town. I was with him, had dinner with him, and I, he, tell, he walked into the, the Denny's, and we had like four conversations. We prayed over some lady because she was wow. like, "Hey, what, what's up with you guys?" These other ladies, like, were you praying for that? They stopped us after we prayed for her, like, we were praying for you. We felt the power of God. These pastors were there having like a meeting at Denny's. They're like, "Dude, we, the, I don't know what's up with you guys, but <laughs> wow!" So it's all this like encounters of yeah. people. Some of the kids like, "Hey, I recognize you guys. You're the Holy Francis Garza Holy Spirit. I, I, I love that red vestment you guys have. Uh, <laughs> I follow you on Facebook." Uh, so, but but all of it. I mean, I think Father Philip's a very holy man, and then I mean, our novices. You know, are, are, I think we bring the the Holy Spirit with us where we go. Yeah, and I think that God just showed up at that place. Yeah, because wherever we went was the love of God. Yeah, and, and, and the people were sensing that. Because we were talking about God the whole time. We were just talking about the love of the Father. And, and I think the people around us were sensing there's, they have something. And that's what we have to be. Yeah. And if we act like the elder son and be like, I don't want you around, then, then you're not acting like the Father. And so for those, we've, we've got to have hearts that reach out, that yeah. do not abandon people, do not turn our hearts from people, but, but open our hearts up because we want people to, to know yeah. God like we know the Father. If we let the Father celebrate us, if we let the Father robe us, put a ring on our, our, our hands and, our, and then then we'll know who we are and we will want then the Father to celebrate others as well. Amen. So let the Father celebrate you. Amen. What a good, good call for Lent. Amen. We are out of time once again, but of course we have to end to learn a little bit something more about the Father. Okay, here we go. We're talking about the Father. Mm-hmm. So we want to know a little bit about your Father. <laughs> well, you, how about he's good, listening, good, yeah. so I better be oh, yeah, careful. So is mine, so I yeah. have to be careful as well. We need a good... Uh, Tom McConnell and Tony Tinker story. Yeah, uh, some uh, some there favorite are, memory from childhood. Favorites too probably too big. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier because we were talking about what question we're gonna ask. We we're like, if I tell one story, my father's gonna be like, well, what about this? Yeah, what about for that? sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, Dad, I apologize. I'm just I only only one, just one that comes to the top of your head. Yeah. Maybe I'll let you go first this time. I wanna, I need to <laughs> a little more time to think yeah. about it. Um, I think one memory that really strikes me. It, it's two actually. Um, my father traveled a lot for work, and and I remember. I was in, I think, fourth grade. Um, and my dad, he, sometimes he had to take day trips, right? He had to like fly to Houston for the day and fly back. And in a day trip, and, and he was going, I was just real sad. You know, I was like, dad, uh, you know, because uh, he was going to be home, one's going to be home, one's going to see him in the morning, one's going to see him in the evening, went to bed, you know, because he wouldn't be home in time. Um, 
And I, I was just kind of being sad. And I was like, and, and I was like, dad, I've never like ridden on a plane before. And he's all like, you're coming with me tomorrow. Wow. Like this was like days before, but he bought a ticket. Wow. And I flew on Southwest with him. Like, and I spent like, you know, he had his meetings and he, I, yeah. I, don't know, I, I was before video games and such. I was like, you know, I was playing for iPhones, yeah. writing a book or whatever. And I took the day off of school. It was a school day. Um, and I remember like, it's back when, I don't know, the airplanes, like you just talk to everybody on the plane. Yeah. Like, I don't know, we had like conversations with people and they're like, oh, why are you flying? You know, it's just like a group conversation with yeah. the people on Southwest. Uh, how the world has changed. Yeah. And uh, it just really touched me that like, That's my, my, no, I think he, like the father was all like, it's just like, I missed him. Like I wanted him to be there at dinner. Yeah. Uh, he missed me as well. I was just like, let's just spend the day together. Let's just go spend, spend some time. And he took me, it was my, I'd never flown before. and wanted me to get on a plane and to go just spend some time with my dad. And uh, it's just one of those memories, like uh, looking back, like who cares about that day at school? Yeah. Like whether or not I missed that day. It's all our parents are like, yeah. I don't want my kid to miss a day at school. Like those memories, like more than I ever would have learned, um, or just touched me to my father. Yeah. Oh man, now I feel like I have to like find something just as uh, just as beautiful as touching, or my dad's be like, "Well, what the heck?" But um, <laughs> no, I, I, there, there's a lot of things that that comes to my mind. But I think just one, it, it's always just the very simple things, just the very very simple times. And I remember I was in junior high and. Um, you know, I was playing on some different basketball teams, and I just remember there was uh, a season where, um, you know, once a week my dad would drive me to an open gym probably about two hours away. And so we just had about two hours in the car together. I remember always driving back and getting, like, we'd stop at the the, the local Sheets in Pennsylvania, shout out to Sheets, and uh, I'd, I'd get, like, a bag of Doritos and, like, an iced tea. And um, it was just a, kind of a really special treat that I would get and just, I don't remember what we, what we even talked about during those times or what we listened to, but just having um, that time, that was, that was, a, that was a, those are cool things. Those are special times. So that's my little memory for you today. Awesome. Well, thank you, uh, Tony Tinker and Tom McConnell for your great love and good fathers. <laughs> we need good fathers in our Amen. life. I uh, pray Amen. that Father Petrus and I can be good fathers to the people we serve. Um, and to all of you, thank you so much for listening. And Father Petrus, a final blessing, please. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Heavenly Father, we do come before you uh, this day um, as as our Heavenly Father, uh, and we thank you uh, for your great, great love for us, uh, your great mercy towards us. Uh, we ask that you would remove in our hearts this Lent anything that would keep us from from knowing you uh, as as a Father who who wants nothing more than than to be with us for all eternity and who wants to celebrate us. Uh, we ask that you would give us the the grace of of, of joy. Um, that that we might experience the joy that you have in our hearts for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God come upon each and every one of you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, God bless you. Have a good night. Go in peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith/give. That's becomefire.faith/give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.